and welcome to the fourth episode of the Cyber Powered Hour. I'm your host, Wielding Hammer, and here with me as always is Pack Devil and Logan VDG. What's up, guys? What's up? How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so, uh, how'd your all's week go? Chicken dinner! Oh my gosh, yeah. That, <laughs> nom, 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 nom. That was the highlight of my week, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it probably was for me, too. Yeah. Uh, I did get to go to a concert Friday night. I got to go see Hailstorm in concert. That was that was pretty awesome. Nice. I was I, I was exhausted afterward, but it was it was a good time. Yeah, I saw your picture had the quality chairs. <laughs> yeah. Steel folding chairs. Steel folding chairs. <laughs> there was no sitting, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> I was only about twelve rows out, so Yeah. Nice. But yeah, that chicken dinner though. It was yummy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was only our second or third time playing as a group, right? That was our third match together. Yeah. The last two <laughs> ended very quickly. <laughs> yeah. So like you said, everything that should have gone wrong that game, we did. Like, we got the three-seater bike and everything. <laughs> oh yeah. And also, I proved that I am just as bad at driving around a motorcycle as, as Wielding Hammer is. I killed us, I think, just one time that week. That, yes, that you killed us once, but it's nowhere near as epic as no. the clip I have of us kill, me killing you. No. Like I don't know how many times I've watched that back. It's not my my but. killing is my killing is not quite as cinematic as yours. Yours definitely looks cool. No, yeah, he did it with more style. Yeah, huh? way more style. Much less epic. <laughs> my wife came in here and saw us on that three seater, the match we won. And she's like, are you going to be on much longer? I'm like, well, we're all on a motorcycle, so probably not. <laughs> and then she starts throwing shade. She's like, well, if you're driving, you're right. You probably won't be. <laughs> and, like, so many things. Like, we got flanked so many times and, like, getting shot from. Like, we had the uh, the low position as far as, like, being down on the hill. And well, we should have got destroyed oh, at that we gas station. Have. Yeah, we should have. We, we nearly did. But, like, uh, we were able to push up the hill, and both me and Wielding Hammer were just, like, crawling up the hill, like, like belly crawling the whole way. And all of a sudden, Pack is, like, coming out of nowhere. It's, like, running up to where the guys are, like, a shotgun out. We're like, all right, might as well just push them. <laughs> and so, finished him off. Playing careful and all that. Dude, Pack's just Pack like, just... Leroy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, it was me or them, right. you know. You made that decision for it... them, too. You scared the else, shit out of them. Though. They were looking at me, and then you guys got the feeling. <laughs> oh, that was such a good Yeah, feeling. I didn't expect, didn't expect a guy to come flying out from behind his cover, not even concerned with me. <laughs> no. I'm like, all right, cool. It's like it's like you thought you were a it, titan. It looked like they were sitting there trying to determine what kind of rock this was. Like right. They were completely just God, this is granite? blind nice. to what was going on. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it was a pick on the noob situation. Right. <laughs> Yeah, whatever it was, it was a, it was a win. It was, it was awesome. It felt so good. Well, I did get to stream PUBG this week. You know, I did get to stream our chicken dinner, so I'm working on editing it for us. So awesome. But uh, I do have some, I do have the clip of the end, and then I have the clip of our great motorcycle accident. So the fail Taj is underway. Yeah, <laughs> we're compiling footage for that. So we'll be not even trying not either. Even trying. It just keeps happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, make sure we get those posted to our Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Did uh, did you guys uh, stream or stream or watch any streams this week? Didn't actually get to pop the stream up this week. I was pretty busy, but uh, yeah, you had a busy week, didn't you? 
Yeah, you know, outside stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't volunteer for people for things, folks. Get you uh, less gaming time. I don't. <laughs> I get voluntold sometimes. Voluntold. <laughs> that's, that's a funny way to put it. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to watch. A, I watched a little bit of a summit, actually Summit One G. Yeah. Because uh, yep. I couldn't, I didn't have enough time to play PUBG, but I really wanted to play PUBG. So <laughs> I actually watched a match where he was alt tabbed and he got left on Spawn Island. So he looted it, started swimming. His teammate found a boat, came and got him, went back to the mainland. They got on a bike, got in the circle, healed, ended up winning the game. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. Yeah. Nice. Well, there, there was... That could be us. Yeah, there was one match where, like, I got disconnected because I was trying to overclock my PC again. And, like, <laughs> it, like my computer's, like, dropped. And then, like, I loaded back in and loaded me back in the same match and no one to kill me yet. I'm like, I barely dropped in and I went to a house. I'm like, oh, this is so lucky. I didn't get very far after that because I only had, like, a pistol and everyone else was already kitted out. But, yeah. The stuff that happens around in PUBG just randomly is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. All right, Pac, you got a got a quiz for us, for all of us. Yeah, so uh, I figured it'd be fun, you know. We did that Rick and Morty thing, but why not why not test our <laughs> video game knowledge? So, what we're gonna do is I got uh, some quizzes pulled up, and we're all gonna take it together. Right, I do right. not have the answers. We're just gonna see how we do. Awesome. All right. So, here we go. First question: What was the inspiration for Pac Man? A pizza? A bowling ball, a soccer ball, the Pac-10 Collegiate Sports Conference. What are we going to choose, boys? Inspiration for Pac-Man. Soccer, no, no, bowling, pizza, or college sports? Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, I have no idea. Pac-Man came out in, what, 1980, so... Yeah. Well, he kind of looks like a pizza. Yeah, that's fair. I like pizza. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, go pizza. I'll go with pizza. Go with pizza. Yeah, pizza sounds good. This is how you take a quiz, folks. It's with a lot of logic. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Hey, correct. We got it. Nice. What is the Konami code? Left up down, down, down up left down, down, left, down, left, left right, left right, B A start. Yep. Is that it? Up down, up down, left right, left right, B A. All right. Up, down, left, right, up, down, left, right, B-A, start. I'll take... Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, B-A. <laughs> I'll take you guys' words for it. I have no idea. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. All right, thank you. Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, B-A. Type. It's the Konami code. Uh, no. What? Oh, wait. No, you're right. Oh, I'll say. Wow. No, you're right. I was about to kill myself. They in were, life. They, I'm dyslexic. Right. <laughs> uh, what was the original name for? What was the original name given to the character now known as Mario? Jumpman. Yeah, Jumpman. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Hey. Got him. Donkey Kong days. The original Nintendo Entertainment System was first released in Japan under what name? The Atari Twenty Six Hundred. The ColecoVision, the Intellivision, or the Famicom? Probably the Famicom. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Famicom, actually. That sounds Coleco, right. Coleco it definitely wasn't was Atari and it right. wasn't Intellivision. Right. <laughs> when I did that history, I'm pretty sure I saw Famivision. 
And it is. Hey, look at that. We are doing pretty good here. You guys. Experts. What is the best-selling video game of all time? Super Mario Brothers, Pac-Man, Tetris, or Sonic the Hedgehog? Tetris. Hmm. I'll second that. I think you're right. Yeah. And you are. All right. What is the longest-running sports video game franchise of all time? Madden, NBA 2K, Forza, or FIFA? Got to be Madden, right? I think that was Madden. around before Forza. Yeah. yeah, Forza didn't start till Xbox days, I think. Mm-hmm. And NBA 2K—that's kind of new too. Yeah, I'm gonna say Madden. Yeah, Madden. I'm sure, it's Madden. I'll go with Madden too. It's been around since it's Madden. It's been around since Sega. So yeah, yeah, it's been around since 1988. Jeez. Hmm. What world is featured in the Legend of Zelda series? Hyrule. Hyrule. Hyrule, for sure. There we go. What is the name of Sonic the Hedgehog's sidekick? Tails. Yeah. Tails, yep. Mm-hmm. Which company owns Minecraft? Oh, that's easy. That's Microsoft. Uh, yeah, they don't Microsoft. even try to trick you with Mojang. <laughs> so, yeah, now it's Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. Which game, based on a movie, is often credited with the demise of the Atari 2600? E.T. E.T. Is yep. it? Oh, wow. Yes. They had to destroy several copies of the game, physical copies, and there. bury them under the desert underneath concrete. Hmm. Which there is a documentary of them unearthing those to prove it actually happened. Yep. <laughs> cool. Uh, a perfect score, boys. You want to take yeah, another one or you want to move on? Yeah. Uh, let's move on. We can do another one next week. I kind of like that this. That sounds good. Yeah. I like this. Let's do this weekly. All right. Moving on. We are uh, at some news. All right. No Man's Sky added a limited multiplayer mode and a 30-hour story mode in this most recent update. Uh, either of you guys, did you, either of you guys give that a try at launch? No. Did not have a PC or a PlayStation to actually try it. I wanted to. Even with all the hate that game got, I mean, it looked like a nice casual game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not give it a try. I didn't have a PC. It was another one of those games I almost bought a PS4 for, and then I'm glad I waited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, like, as reviews come out, as far as how the update was, probably this next week will depend on if I actually get it or not. Yeah. For me. I have to wait a couple more paydays, probably. Yeah. I hope it stays on sale. It was only like $23 on Steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on sale right now. Time of recording. All right, Overwatch is adding a deathmatch mode and a free-for-all mode. First player to 20 kills and free-for-all wins, or the first team to reach 30 kills and team deathmatch will win, and Blizzard is also releasing a new map that is focused on uh, team deathmatch, and uh, team deathmatch is now available on the PC test servers. Mm-hmm. Nice. That looks cool. And from what I heard, it won't be in the quick play capability. Like, you have to, like, actually select it, I think, in arcade mode when it actually does become available. Yeah, I believe you got to go to their arcade playlist but, in order to do it. But that does look cool because Team Deathmatch is more, like, the style that I'm used to as far as playing for, like, an FPS game. So that'll be something that'll mm-hmm. get me into it even more than I am. Uh, I'll have to wait for it to go on sale. I still can't drop $60 for a pure multiplayer game. <laughs> Only thing I'm dropping a lot of money for in the next few in the next month is Destiny Two yeah. with more PC equipment. <laughs> honestly, 
Microsoft announced the Xbox One X will be available for hands-on time for those attending Gamescom at the end of August, and they also have a series of streams and live events planned leading up to Gamescom. Let's go to Germany. Yeah. I am down. <laughs> there we go. If you're paying, I am down. <laughs> we'll get on a plane for you. Right. Uh, Sonic Mania has been delayed on PC as it undergoes further optimization. Uh, to make up for the delay, Sega is handing out free Steam keys for the original Sonic the Hedgehog for anyone who pre-ordered the Collector's Edition. Uh, the Switch, Xbox One, and PS4 is still slated for its release this Tuesday the 15th. That's okay. Uh, yeah. I'm actually, pretty, uh, I'm actually pretty interested in that one. It's neat. I'm kind of over my Sonic days, but that's cool. And last but not least, the final week of Trials of Osiris and Destiny 1 was this weekend. Oh, it's so sad. Year one, comes, right. to a Year D1 comes to a close, and I never went to the lighthouse. D1 is so, officially dead. On Tuesday, what people have been saying for three years actually will be true. Destiny is dead. <laughs> <laughs> for three weeks. <laughs> a lot of more yeah, people streaming weeks. PUBG. Yeah. And then it's going to self-res and be back. kicking ass. Yeah. Pac, did you ever go to Lighthouse? No. Yeah, me neither. No. Bunch of, bunch of freaking noobs, dude. Only thing I never did was get Flawless Raider, and I never went to the Lighthouse. Yeah. Same. It's too bad. Uh, I liked Raid more than yeah, the same. Lighthouse crap. Yeah. But Less stressful. To those that are good... Get on you. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> I made it to eight wins two or three times. That was about it. Yeah. Never got over the hump. Yeah. To those of you that DDoS, die. Right. I mean, uh... I'll see you in, I'll see you in the PC beta. <laughs> Fuck you. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some PC talk. Logan, uh, All right. install a new uh, new cooling unit. So, uh, Maybe rip your CPU out of a thousand. Yeah. So I was installing... Well, I was first deinstalling... The, uh, the Wraith Spire Cooler that came with my Ryzen 7. Mm-hmm. And I guess the bond between the cooler itself and the CPU oh, the was a little stronger than I'd anticipated. And so when oh. I was pulling off the uh, the cooler, like I was twisting it, trying to like, get it off, and it wasn't coming, so I started pulling like straight back a little bit. And it actually, I pulled it off, and I saw that my CPU was still attached to the cooler itself. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you ripped your- I just broke something <laughs> so bad. Cause like the uh, <laughs> the locking lever was still down. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, so I heard like clean, like cleaned off everything with um, with like rubbing alcohol and like mm. carefully put it back in there and like lowered the level, the latch back down and I mean it's I'm, you know, recording on it right now and it's been working good. You're supposed to use thermal paste, not super glue, <laughs> right? <laughs> Man. Yeah. So I learned I learned that lesson. Oh. So I, I really liked. I've been really lucky with. Making stupid new mistakes with this PC, but it's it's been a it's been a fun journey. But it's been keeping my temps pretty cool though, having that uh that radiator in there and everything. So it's it's going what, good. What uh, what cooler did you uh, upgrade to? So I got the Corsair. It's a two hundred eighty millimeter radiator mm-hmm. with that two one forty fans, and it's it's keeping everything really cold. So right. Oh, you went water cooler. Yeah, so it's water cooler. Okay. And it's yeah, it's working really good. It's really quiet. Nice. So, yeah, I'm really happy with it. I don't think it was... If I was to do it again, I probably wouldn't do it. 
because I don't, I haven't really tried to push the open my overclock a whole bunch right now, because I'm only getting like an extra gigahertz or one uh. out of it right now. And so I don't know. I'm glad I did it, but like it's just, I don't know. Kind yeah, of there's a there's a cool looking like uh, V8 engine looking uh, cooler master, but currently yeah. it it doesn't fit the Ryzen, so. Oh really? I'm I'm holding off. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, but it looks pretty slick. Yeah, it's a cool look. Actually, like it's so counterintuitive to have water cooling inside my PC, but it's just like mm-hmm. I love like how it's like it's got a little, a little radiator, which kind of fits along with my love of cars. So there you go. There we go. But that's about it for me. Everything's working fine. Well, that's good that uh, you didn't ruin anything. Yeah, these these components are surprisingly durable. They can actually handle my abuse, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> anyway, that's about it for me. Now for we're gonna PC. throw it off a roof, <laughs> <laughs> right? We're gonna test the tempered glass. I'm gonna get my gun out and shoot it. <laughs> yep, shatters is good. <laughs> tempered. <laughs> Guess the 381. Right. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, nice. Let's move on to entertainment. Did you guys uh, watch anything exciting this week? Well, I've been catching up on Game of Thrones. I am on the current season. I'm right now in the middle of the first episode. So I'm still... I'm actually being spoiler-free for this last season, too. So I don't know anything as it goes nice. on. So that's basically been, been it for me for entertainment goes. Yeah, Game of Thrones pretty much uh, the main thing for me. Just watching the current episodes. Yeah, basically just watch Game of Thrones. I went back and picked out some of my favorites on that were on on demand and rewatched them. So sweet. It's been a really busy week. Didn't really have time to watch too much TV. Yeah. All right. Uh, some big news in entertainment this week was that Disney announced they're pulling out of their contract with uh, pulling their content off Netflix to make way for their own streaming service that's supposed to release in 2019. They're also launching a separate uh, streaming service. It's a sports streaming service with the ESPN brand mm-hmm. that's supposed to cover over 10,000 live events per year starting next year. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, how many different services do we need? Yeah. If you yeah. want stuff that Disney owns, at least two more. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, do believe that Mar- the Marvel TV shows are staying with Netflix, but the rest um, of Netflix is... I read on IGN that Netflix is negotiating still that keeps the Star Wars and Marvel stuff yeah. on Netflix. I mean, that would be... So that stuff's it's not officially gone, yeah. but it's not officially staying. So yeah. there's, there's still some talks going on there. So more like the mainline Disney, like the cartoons and the... the yeah, stuff probably more geared towards live-action movies. Yeah. The, the Disney vault and stuff like that. But still, that's huge, though. Like, think about... But, that's a that'd be that'd be that's a huge move for for Disney to move, and they're, I mean, obviously big enough and capable enough to do it. So, that's a lot of properties to take with them if Netflix doesn't man- yeah. manage to hold on to any of those. Yeah, and you know, Netflix let go of you know that other service that Hulu picked up with you know a lot of the movies. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a that's an interesting one to kind of go through just all the different streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it actually more cost efficient than cable? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, I know that we're... I'm gonna... beginning to doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's beginning to feel like that right, right now. But, 
Yeah, so. depending on how many services you have, you might be cheaper getting satellite or cable. Yeah. Just kind of depends on your prices. You still got to get internet, you know. It's yeah, that's fair. And when you when you don't couple your TV with your internet, that internet bill just shoots up. Yeah, to ridiculous amounts. So. I think next week we're gonna have a, a really more detailed discussion on. Yeah, yeah we definitely services. should uh, should look at that a little a little closer next week. Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. All right, uh, let's start a. Uh, a new thing each week or every other week, not quite sure yet, uh, during the entertainment segment. We're going to feature a genre of either movies, TV shows, and we're going to talk about you know our top three favorites. And so we're going to kick it off this week with our feature genre being uh, war movies. What's your all's top three Whoa. to five? Well, do you want to just kind of like go around the horn each give one here? <laughs> yeah, let's go and do that. Sure, go ahead. All right. Um, I'll start us out with uh, Black Hawk Down. That uh, good choice. It's a, it's it's an it's an incredible movie based on actual true events that happened in Somalia. Yeah, where mm-hmm. uh, you know they're it's pretty much a uh, snatch and grab that goes completely wrong, and uh, two Black Hawk helicopters get taken out by the Somali soldiers, and it's about the Rangers and the Delta Force having to go back in to rescue those pilots, mm-hmm. and uh, just an incredible story. Very brave men. Actual soldiers that were there are in the movie, yep. and uh, if you like war movies, it's, it's definitely one to check out. Yeah, it's probably number two of my all-time favorite. So great choice. Yeah, I think that's number one for me because actually I lived up in Washington for a little bit, and I was actually able to meet one of the Rangers who was there. Oh wow! And he <laughs> like it was it was mind blowing to hear his firsthand account of like how events unfolded and like what was actually more accurate in the movie than you would think but mm-hmm. it's it was yeah I think that's probably my favorite war movie for, for me at least <laughs> but um I would have to also go along with uh along with that same line as far as like modern war movies because I know that there's like a lot of older ones but I really like the movie Restrepo have either of you guys seen that no yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's on Netflix I think right now well maybe maybe yeah, it, it was because there's a sequel also um, called yeah, Corn Corn Gull. Gull. yeah, but it's actually like a documentary, like it was filmed by the soldiers there, and it, it's it's an amazing movie, and like I love it because it's actually like fighting soldiers as they're like in it's, Afghanistan. It was a documentary at Outpost Restrepo, and I think they got overrun or nearly overrun mm-hmm. with uh, the Taliban and took mass casualties. Yeah, <laughs> and even like there's that one war movie with um, with Mark Wahlberg. He's in SEAL Team 10. Oh, Lone Survivor. Yeah, and actually, it happens in the same valley. Okay. So that's actually the same valley where all that fighting was. So it's just, I mean, the Taliban, they they claim that area, I mean, obviously, but it's just, it's crazy. I love that movie, Restrepo. (laughs) I highly suggest it. My favorite favorite is uh, Saving Private Ryan. Always will be. Such a classic. You'll never, see, you'll never see a better D-Day scene in your life. No. no. And what a terrifying scene that is. Yeah. Yeah, I heard when, Actually, uh, uh, I met a guy, actually my friend did, who was there. Really? And he's got a picture of, he actually made it, you know, obviously he, he made it, but he's got a picture when they get, uh, you know, past the beach and they get on that hill. Mm-hmm. He, actually, he actually took the time to take a picture down the line. Wow! Of all the all the chaos, wow. and uh, it's yeah, it's it's incredible. That's and that yeah. 
when that movie came to theaters, the uh, VA actually had to set up a hotline for people that went and saw it that were there. <laughs> and it actually caused them to, you know, the PTSD to kick yeah. in. They started having memories. So they actually wow. had to set up a hotline for it. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely my favorite. Yeah, that, that beginning scene is so overwhelming. It's hard to see, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, the guys don't even, the door drops and just, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, You'll remember the old Middle of Honor front lines, that scene? Oh, yeah. The opening, <laughs> yeah, came right from that scene. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, the there's actually another thing I want to bring up, not a movie, but a series, uh, Banner Brothers. I know it doesn't exactly fit in with movies, but it's it's a long No, it, it qualifies, yeah. though. It's a miniseries. Yeah, Band of Brothers is probably my favorite miniseries. So rewatch over and over and over, because um, like it's it's so it teaches you a lot about life. It teaches you a lot about leadership, and I think that that their depictions of war is. I mean, I've never been in war, but I I think it's really moving to watch. I mean, that series. I, it's a great series. I never got to finish the Pacific, but I did finish Band of Brothers. It's pretty good. Yeah. A, uh, another series I actually really liked. It's on HBO right now. It's called Generation Kill. Yeah. I've seen parts of that, yeah. That's a really good one, not, too. It's not heavy on action, but I would say it's a pretty accurate depiction of what life is like on the ground, I yeah. would imagine. It's yeah. more getting you inside the head of a soldier and what he's actually going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, day in and day out. Yeah. So, um, I think I'm going to go a little, uh, little older here. Uh, Good old Braveheart. Back to the medieval yeah, swinging yeah, swords and axes at each other. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's such a classic. But uh, the to think that, you know, you'd just be thousands of guys in a puddle swinging a sword and, you know, you're not hoping you're not killing your buddies is. Mm-hmm. That's intense. <laughs> yeah, yes. I imagine. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's another good favorite of mine. Mm hmm. The other one I want to add that I really enjoy was a Full Metal Jacket. Oh yeah, love that movie. It's very quotable. It's classic. <laughs> yeah, very quotable. Especially like I love the uh, the whole beginning, the first half of it when they're actually in boot camp. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the movie falls off after that for yeah, sure. You, it does. Like <laughs> you cannot take your eyes off the screen when you're watching that first half. No, that first fifty minutes is oh my gold. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, one movie that I really like is Schindler's List. I know it's not all about like uh, war, war fighting, but it is. Well, no, but yeah. it definitely. Yeah, it's definitely it's, it's moving. Yeah, it's it's definitely the classic, and yeah, it's really humbling to see that. So, and I think I'm gonna round off my uh, my number three with uh, Enemy at the Gates, which is about Great the movie. Battle of Stalingrad, and it's uh, it's probably one of the best sniper battle. M- you know, in a military scene, you know, that you get to watch, you know, where, you know, Jude Law is playing the Russian sniper and Ed Harris is the Nazi sniper and they're yeah. trying to pick each other off. And uh-huh. it's, it's intense. It's really good. And, uh, Russians are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you get a gun, you get the bullets. When the guy with the rifle dies, you pick up the guns. <laughs> it's like, okay. Wow. Call of Duty World of War actually took that sniping scene in the early game from that movie as well. Mm-hmm. So, wow. 
And Call of Duty just steals everything from Hollywood. Dude, everything. <laughs> if it works, it works. Right. But it is a great cat and mouse movie, especially if you love sniping it or it's very that good. type of... Yeah. You got any more you want to add, Logan? Um, I like Zero Dark Thirty. It's not all about, like, actual war fighting as far as, like, you know, boots on the ground, but it's a lot about, like, the technical, like, researching... Yeah, I think that's really good. Uh, and also, that was my first time actually hearing about like SEAL Team Six or like that's like the actual mm. very top top end of the spear. Yeah. Besides Delta Force, but yeah, it's it's I, I mean, it's a war movie, so I really like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last one I'm gonna add before we move on is uh, I really enjoyed American Sniper. Okay. Yeah. So, I read the book. Like shortly before he was killed. Yeah. And yeah, that was it's a, a good read. And it's a good movie. All right. The uh, new releases, uh, which would be this past week by the time you're hearing this, was The Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature, and Annabelle Creation. What kind of movie is The Nut what? Job 2, Nutty by Nature? Is that an adult film? Animated. Oh, I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, what kind of movies are we reviewing nowadays? <laughs> uh, the porn sections later. Oh, my gosh. All right. Annabelle Creation is that like a doll movie? Yeah, I think it's a doll, the doll horror movie series. It's the, right? Yeah, it's the doll. Okay, horror it's movie. that one, the Annabelle. Okay, I'm not a huge it's the fan. The origin story. Oh, gosh, are are either of you guys going to watch that? One. No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I think the uh, Hitman's body, the Hitman's bodyguard comes out this next weekend with no, Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson. I will be seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that, this week that looks sh- good. Mm-hmm. This week's charity stream is uh, that we're highlighting is Quest for the Cause. It actually was running from August 4th to the 13th, so fail on my part, um, only finding it until recently. But I thought I would mention it because it is a 10-day, 10-charity 10 marathon event. And each day a different charity. And the charities that they covered were the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, the American Red Cross, Direct Relief, Doctors Without Borders, Extra Life, Game Changer, Save the Children, St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, StackUp.org, and Young Survival Coalition. Uh, As of Sunday the 13th, uh, this afternoon, they'd hit $75,000, which got them three quarters of the way to their $100,000 goal. And to highlight one of those causes uh, is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, established in 1985, is a voluntary health organization that gives those affected by suicide a nationwide community empowered by research, education, and advocacy to take action against this leading cause of death. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is dedicated to saving lives and bringing hope to those affected by suicide. They create a culture that's smart about mental health by engaging in the following core strategies. Funding scientific research, educating the public about mental health and suicide prevention, advocating for public policies in mental health and suicide prevention, and supporting survivors of suicide loss and those affected by suicide in our mission, uh, they are headquartered in New York and with a public policy office in Washington, D.C. Uh, they have local chapters in all 50 states with programs and events nationwide. Uh, they're celebrating 30 years of service to suicide prevention. Uh, you can learn more about them at www.afsp.org 
From there, you can find their link to their various social media platforms, information on how you can take action in your community, as well as donate via PayPal or other major credit card. That's a, so, that's a heavy topic. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really heavy topic. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've not been personally affected no. by that in any way, but I'm sure for some people out there that is pretty heavy, and this could be pretty beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to our main topic. Let's bring our spirits back up <laughs> just a little bit. Just, yeah, just a little. Just <laughs> a little bit. Talk about it. Let's talk about uh main topic this week is over early access games. So I guess we're going to ask the question, are they are they just designed to take your money and ship you an unfinished product? And just, uh, just a few stats. Um, there are over 1,900 games on the Steam store that are considered an early access uh, as of yesterday. Wow. Uh, some of those games go all the way back to 2013 and are still considered early access. Yeah. So what, a lot what's, of your games. what's your all's opinion on early access? I, you know, it really is a game-by-game game basis. Yeah. Um, you you look at a game like PUBG, the early access is is completely benefiting, but at the same time, the developers are actually still working very hard at trying to produce a finished game. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like you said, they're doing weekly updates, they're doing monthly you know patches. It's it's constantly getting improved, right. and because of the nature of this game being online, it it really benefits from them being able to make all these tests and tweak it. With an early test group, even if it is now what hundreds of thousands of people, yeah. <laughs> third most streamed game on Twitch right now. Yeah, I mean it's huge, and it's it surprises you if you're not aware of it to learn it is early access. But a game like this benefits. But you know, like a single player game, I, I don't think should be early access. Just finish your game. Yeah, I think it really de- depends on the like the developers. Because, like, even, like, a game like DayZ and, like, H1Z1, um, like, they have benefited, I think, from having PUBG, or maybe not benefited, but, like, as a player, we've benefited from having PUBG become so popular that it's pushing those other developers to, like, actually make, like, make more updates more often so that they can keep their player base that a lot of those guys are losing right now to, to Battlegrounds. But like I like oh, I, yeah. like I said earlier, I think it really depends on the developer because I've been playing for about a month now, and I've been following this game for about a year. Um, Rust, I think it came out in 2013 as early access, so it was one of those games. But like I think they actually have a uh, a timeline as far as when they like want to be um, like a full game, not to basically not be in early access anymore. So I think it's I think it really depends on the developer and like what they're. Uh, I guess not like what their drive is, but like what their timeline that they're thinking about. Because like if they just put like early access and like don't have any plans on actually finishing finishing the game in a reasonable amount of time, then that's kind of abusive, I think, to the uh, to the players. Especially like if 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 they don't set an expectation, then like it's just kind of taking the players' money at that point. Yeah, well, you know, you threw out DayZ, and DayZ was a mod of Arma. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple years ago, the guy that was doing the DayZ stuff, he's on the Xbox uh, stage talking about a new game that he's developing. <laughs> and he hasn't even finished DayZ. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
You know, it's like, <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, I think it's been an early access for over a thousand days now. I think it really comes down to what's their launch window. Yeah. Like, if you put it in early access, it can be great. You can get that community feedback. Uh, you can. It probably also advances their budget. Also, probably helps them either up or lower their budget. But at what point, I guess, would you say you're just taking their money? Because yeah. like games, like you said, PUBG, it gets a weekly update, which is usually just bug fixes, mm-hmm. and then it gets a giant monthly update where it's very obvious something has changed right. or they add something. Let me ask you this: some games go into early access and then they never come out, mm-hmm. even after four years. I mean, like, what's would you, what's the story with Ark? Would right you now? say early access is better yeah. than people that uh, um, Kickstarters? Because at least you can play their game when you give them money. Or yeah. Kickstarter, you give them money on the promise a game's coming. I would say early access would be better because if you're buying a game in early access, that means that there is some form of playable right. game content there. Whereas Kickstarter. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the game. It was like a Bomberman type ripoff where they kickstart, they use crowdfunding to make the game, and then they asked for more money mm-hmm. to get voice actors. Mm-hmm. And then when the game came out, it was trash. That sucks. And it was crowdfunded. Yeah. So. And there's been several games where the developers didn't even deliver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. I mean, what games are you guys playing right now that are early access? Because I think right now Fortnite is early access. Now, there's one to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that I've got, you know, why do I want to buy that game now? Yeah. It's going to be free to play in 2018. Because you want to play but, it. Well, yeah, why wait? <laughs> yeah, but in, in three weeks I got Destiny. Yeah. I got PUBG right now. Yeah. I mean, okay, that's me. Yeah. But seriously, what what's so special that you're getting besides just early play? Why not just wait till 2018 when it's free? Well, do you think it won't be relevant then? up at launch? Oh, I imagine price goes up. Well, it's going to be well, yeah, free. price play. Yeah, but I think like it's just getting like like it says early access to to the actual game, like where you can experience it before everyone else, or before like the general public would be available to. As far as like getting free access to it, I guess. So, like I got it, and it's fun. It's fun to play Fortnite's. Like I, I take things I learned from like Rust into that game as far as building bases and like defending it. So, now, did they release a statement as to why they're doing that? Like, I haven't seen anything. why it's going to be free to play instead I, of charging. But like, they already have systems in place. Like, it's very microtransaction heavy. Like when you're playing, like okay. it makes it very obvious that like you can buy more stuff if like you're, if you're progressing not as fast as you want to. As far as I'm not sure if it's all cosmetic because I haven't put like I probably only put like an hour or two into it. So I, and I haven't like researched all the details about it. But, like it's a fun to play game, but like on the surface level, it seems like that it's just that there's already a lot of fluff built into it. As far as um, like there's lots of things buy outright. Like in PUBG, you can buy skins, not like directly skins, but you can buy those packages. You can buy those drops, and then you can open them up, and then you can get like a different piece of clothing. So I mean, there's there's that stuff and everything. I guess nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm on the fence now with that game. It looks fun. Yeah. But I don't know if it's if it's uh, forty dollars worth right now to me to buy it. Not with what what else is coming out. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the time, it probably wouldn't be. 
Like, if you didn't have anything else right now, I would say it would probably be worth it. Yeah. But, but I mean, games like... Um, the incentive for buying Ark was, in early access, it was like $35. And I ended up grabbing it when it went on sale off the Xbox store. Mm-hmm. And whenever the full game comes out, those that bought it in early access don't have to buy it again. Right. Right. And that was... I did buy that game because it looked fun. And because I knew... Buying it cheaper for early access, I was gonna get the full game at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, sure, why not? I mean, I get to I get to ride dinosaurs. This is awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, it's been an early access for what two years now? I think it came out in twenty fourteen. I think. Wow. It, you know, and and then they do that huge DLC drop where you actually had to buy that. Which, okay, lots of content though. But what are your thoughts on that? You haven't even got your game out the door yet. You've made more for the game. And instead of just putting it all in one game, now you're selling an additional before you even get the, the first well, one out the door. There, my issue there was it's an early access game with paid DLC, but that it already hit. I think at that point it had already gone through, been announced that there was going to be more, there's like two or three delays already. So the game's already been delayed more than once and they gave out the free map the archipelago type map but then they had a $20 DLC which included basically it was a separate map and they did make it to where you could travel between the main map and that map and carry your stuff back and forth Mm -hmm. but I mean you're essentially just paying for another map what's what's their window now for actually launching the game do they have one it was supposed to be beginning of August. It got delayed again. I think it's supposed to be end of August. Yeah, it got delayed. Yeah, it's like a three-week delay. Really? You know, why Why they, if why if your main game's not done yet, why is your DLC that far along? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is that going to make you want to buy the full game when it comes out? If you Like, I haven't pre-ordered it. Like, I haven't done the early access at all. Do you think it'd be worth it for me to buy it when it comes out at a full $60? Or just to avoid it completely with, like... Everything has already been, you know, going Everything on with that's it. coming out, I guess, it depends on how much do you like survival games and how much do yeah. you like dinosaurs. Yeah. It's a game you got to put a lot of time into to, you know, advance say, your skills and, and get, you know, your base built and everything, so. Right. Let's say if you're playing Rust and enjoying it, I mean, it would be along those lines, but you're starting over again. Yeah. Yeah, because I see, like, a lot of the YouTubers that I watch that play Rust, they kind of do... Rust and Conan, uh, the Exile, and then also Rark. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll just have to figure that out whenever the game comes out and figure out if it's worth buying for sixty dollars. It's just, it's just, it's kind of sucks that they're charging sixty dollars after it's been in this program for that long. Yeah. So it's already sixty bucks, and I think you still got to pay twenty dollars for the extra DLC. So you're going to be paying eighty dollars if you want everything. That's unfortunate. I don't know. It just it strikes me as weird. Yeah. You know, so... But I guess it's... Yeah, I guess they're not twisting our arm, though. Like, if, if we want to buy it, then we'll get it. But I, mean, I guess our way of telling the developers as far as how we feel is by, you know, with our pocketbooks, if we actually buy it or if we don't. So Maybe, that's yeah, the most powerful if you buy tool it, we have. If you do buy it, you do take the responsibility for doing as such. But yeah. a lot of the times, I mean, we buy these games that are in early access with... You know, a promise that it's going to be complete, you know, mm-hmm. and 
maybe it'll be, you know, you don't have to buy it again, but you know, you're working on the promise of we plan to release this game in full, you know, preferably with a launch window or a roadmap. And a lot of times games will miss it. And that's not to say delays aren't uncommon. It, I mean, it happens in game design and sometimes delays could be a good thing to make sure it's right. right. But if your game has been in early access for a thousand days with no foreseeable <laughs> plans of launching, at what point did you just take gamers' money all those years ago? Right. It's like, do you think that No Man's Sky would be better off being like uh, early access at that point instead of going through like the full launch and then having all that bad press that first month of, of it being out? There's a whole lot of issues there yeah. from the false promises, but, but that type of game would have been perfect for early access. Mm-hmm. True, and they they kind of got kind of got screwed with the Sony you know marketing push. I mean that yeah. game really got a lot more attention and hype than it probably should have. Yeah, it really you know built up expectations. A lot of people did a lot of things wrong, and there. so mm-hmm. you know, being as small as they were and as ambitious as they were. You know, but you know they've made big strides. Like that's you know, there's a company that they're standing by their game. They went quiet, and now they're finally got the game where they probably should have released it. Yeah, but you know they and kept the talking and they kept free. pushing it, and no release date, and nothing. You know, and I think that's the other thing is is companies need to stop talking so early about their games. Yeah, which destroys these conferences. But if if you know you're years out. Then wait, you know, do what uh, Bethesda did, and hey, Fallout Four, <laughs> three months away. Here you go. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. I mean, it doesn't take that much time to build up hype in the gaming community. Like it, it's so fast nowadays. Like you can have yeah. a game, like it, a game can grow in like a matter of, you know, a day or two if it's really good. It'll spread fast if a couple YouTubers get a hold of it, or if it blows up on Reddit. Like a game can grow just by like on being it's- good pretty common practice now by developers to send them out to big youtubers and streamers yeah yep it's it's, it's free advertising because i mean they're not paying the streamer to stream that it's yeah i mean yeah, so. developers know where a big portion of that free advertising comes from and it's not necessarily from trailers so yeah it's true you know because uh, another game that you know i thought about was we happy few the game looks great but game looks it's amazing. a it's a story-based game so you know, they're not giving away anything much in early access. It came out in July of last year, too. Yeah, so what's, you know, what was kind of, I, I guess there was a point to it, but it's still, what was the point with a story game, you know, to give you a taste of it, but you can't really get into it? I haven't actually played it. Is there, like, that many bugs that it's been that way for a year? Because, I mean, it's a procedurally procedurally generated world, and it's a story-based game. Yeah. So, but it's just being a story-based game, that's where, you know, the early access is kind of like, I don't know. There's no way to pull it away from the story, but at the same time, they don't want to give a ton of spoilers. You know, so it's it's super limited. Not everything's negative. Not every game takes advantage, air quote, of players. <laughs> uh, some games go into early access, do what they, you know, do what they need to do. They get their feedback. They hit their launch window or they hit it shortly thereafter and... Everything moves on. Yeah. Did Minecraft ever leave beta? <laughs> like, uh, is that ever? I think Minecraft like... is kind of what started this whole thing. Actually, <laughs> it made people comfortable 
doing that. Buying a game that's in beta yeah. and enjoying it, and it exploded, and then Microsoft paid eighty million for it, Jeez. or eight hundred million. I don't remember how much it was. It was a ton of money. Yeah. Notch never has to work again. I can tell you that much. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You know, so so we got a game like PUBG that they're doing everything right. You know, in our opinion, yeah. um, there's another game called Cube World, which mm-hmm. I learned about through Gathalion. They made the same promises to do the same updating like PUBG's doing. They ain't done squat in four years. Jeez. You can't even buy the game anymore. Yeah. It's in a, it's basically like Minecraft, but it's, you know, much more robust and adventurous and more kind of on the action. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there there's a guy that took all his money and he's not delivering. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I guess I guess the key here is, you know, when you go to look at an early access game and, and give them money, you know, just be aware, you may never get the finished product. Yeah. You're getting what you pay for. Yeah, and I even looked don't. up on Steam, they have a very hands-off approach, and it's just like, well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's smart for them, but like, like we said before, it's... I think that early access can be a really great um, tool for for like a developer as far as to use it to generate hype, to work out bugs before like the full release. But then it's unfortunate when games just abuse it, or when developers just abuse it as just a way to generate money and leave. Just a general rule of thumb, if you are considering buying an early access game, just ask yourself when you go to buy it, if I buy this game, am I happy with the state of the game being the way that it is forever. So yeah. if you go to buy PUBG and you you know if you decide to buy it, would you be happy with the way the game is right now mm-hmm. for the rest of the time the servers are up? That's a good way to look at that's, it. That's just an example. PUBG will get done. But yeah. don't buy an early access game unless you're okay with the way it is right now. No f- future patches. Right. Because who knows, it may never come. Yeah. So just just be cautious with your money. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks that there's in early access games there's microtransactions, there's paid DLC, but that is unfortunately that's that's the world we live in right now. Yeah, but there's plenty of there's plenty of great games out there that are early access. Like when it's, like I love playing Rust. I mean, it's not exactly the most relaxing game in the world, but like <laughs> that it, it's fun. I mean, I we're all loving playing PUBG. And like it says, there's plenty of games out there that are early access that I think are worth that are worth a giving a shot. But it's just important to put a good eye to it, make sure it's right for you. I guess. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, to be fair, you run the same risk with a finished game. Yeah. You know, what I mean, that's true. That's so true. Danger, the dangers of hype. Yeah. If you're, you know, if if you're just you're not sure, yeah. You know, there's tons of ways now. You got YouTube. You got Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, you just wait for the reviews, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are doing I'd that even that. on Destiny 2. I wish I'd have done that for Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. <laughs> Bought the full game and then Age of Triumph started, and I'm like, oh, I'll just play it after. And then it just got destroyed in reviews. Yeah, I and then that. They put the series on ice. They're not even working on any more of them. That's too bad. Such a letdown. I really love Mass Effect, the Mass Effect series, and I really love Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess to conclude, are we in favor of early access being a thing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in favor. For sure. Done right, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, sometimes, I mean, some companies just are out there to rip you off, so you just, you got to be real conscious. You know, like I said, ask yourself, are you okay with the version of the game you're buying ended up being the final version? So. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. But yeah. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I like it. I mean, if we didn't have it, we wouldn't be playing PUBG right now. That's I very got true. To play Ark. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> the cool, and I like that Ark um, is going to be cross, not crossplay, but it's it's going to be uh, play anywhere. So Xbox and PC, if you have it on one or the other, you have it on both. That'll be nice. also cross save. So. Uh, so, yeah, that's sweet. Well, that's actually one thing that Fortnite has is I think that Mike and Pack or not Mike and Pack, Mike and Lethal, I think they both have Fortnite, and I'm I'm trying to get to the point where I can play with them because I think on PC you can join an Xbox match. Nice. So I'm gonna you can join them, and then they can make you party leader. Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah, flip-flop. you do it through because Fortnite isn't on Steam. You have to go through Epic Games, right? Yeah, right. through their website hosting service, which isn't bad. Like it's yeah. It all looks good. But yeah. It's possible to, to crossplay with that, so I mean that's honestly where I, why I got why I got it, so I can still be on the PC and play with the guys. Still play with the crew. You guys be left behind. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming back. Soon as PUBG hits Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean I picked up We're gonna get chick yeah. chicken dinners all around. I mean I still got Warframe for Xbox and from man, I just wanna talk about that game for a second. Even though it's not early access or anything, but it, dude, that game is so much fun. Yeah, uh, I just started playing on PC. Yeah, it's, that combat's yeah. cool, and it was good. It was it was so much fun too to play with the guys again. So many oh, games, guys. so little time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played this many games at once. I just think we got the D two PC beta coming up in two weeks. Oh, right gosh. after that is the COD World War Two beta. Right after that is the D two launch. Hey guys, we're only a couple weeks away from the PC D2 beta. Oh my gosh, so little time. That's the 24th. I'm so ready for it though. 28th. 28th. 28th? Is it? Yeah, whatever. It's in the Monday. 20th. Yeah, we're close. I know it's. I know it's a weird like week. It's like a Tuesday weekday. through Friday. It's, yeah. It's, it's an odd time to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you guys have any closing thoughts? No. No, not really. Um, please. Uh... <laughs> Good talk, guys. Right. Good Great. talk. No, Way to close it. Wrap it no, up. Um, you know, we we would love though. Uh, you know, anyone that's listening, to, if you would uh, drop us a review on iTunes or yeah, you know, tweet at us or you know, just give us some feedback. Um, Send us an email. You want to, you know, comment on anything we said or give your thoughts and opinions? Hey, we'd love to hear them. Might even get them on the show. Oh, heck so, yeah. Yep. You know, if you interact with us, we'd love to interact with you. So. Yeah. That's all I got to say. We are on iTunes. We're on Shout Engine. We are on SoundCloud. Uh, two episodes at a time because I'm too cheap to upgrade us yet. <laughs> and we are now officially on the Google Play Store. Nice. So, Google Play Music. Dude, big time. Now you have no excuses. None. <laughs> no. So follow our Twitter uh, at CyberPowHourPod. Uh, I tweet out an iTunes link. Uh, every day that the uh, once the show goes live, and I will also start tweeting out the Google Play link as well. And follow our Twitter, follow our Twitter for all the cool chicken dinners. Yeah, <laughs> if there's any more. If the, yeah, if, if we get lucky, <laughs> I'm sure we'll be giving out a lot. Yeah, to other squads. 
for <laughs> sure. We are just being helpful to all those others. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, Logan, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on find me on Xbox Live at Logan VDG. Instead of the O, it's actually zero. So you can find me there. You can add me on Battle.net. I'm Logan VDG. I think my battle number is one two. I don't know. I'll have to look at it. Figure it out. I'll bring it to you next time. Um, <laughs> add me on Steam, Logan VDG. You can find me also on Twitter at Logan VDG, and you can find me on Tinder too. If you're in the Southwest United States, swipe left. Tinder. Hey yo. All right. Yeah, that's it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Pack Devil. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Xbox, Steam at the Pack Devil. And uh, yeah, give me a follow. Come say hello. Uh, I'm going to be streaming uh, Tuesday and Friday. Yeah, I switched it up. Um, 9 to 11, so uh, come hang out. All right, and I'm Wielding Hammer. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Xbox, and Steam at Wielding Hammer. Uh, on Battle.net, I'm at Wield Hammer. I don't have my numbers, but I will have them next week as well. Mm. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Cyber Pal Hour Pod, and here pretty soon we'll be on YouTube. Uh, you can also email us questions, uh, topics of discussion, uh, anything really uh, at Cyber Pal, or excuse me, Cyber Powered Hour at gmail.com. So, with that, we will shut it down. Uh, I hope everyone out there has a great week, and we will see you next week. See you guys. Bye. Peace. Bye. You've survived. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.